With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm proud to be back in the studios here on Greystone Boulevard after spending a couple of weeks in uh, dealing with the coronavirus. It can happen to any of us. Someone who uh, I would uh, hope doesn't have to deal with the coronavirus is my guest, Justin Hall. Justin, what is up, my friend? How are you, Rob? Good talking to you. It's been quite a while. I'm glad you're feeling better. Well, glad you're able to recover from you had that whole uh, that whole thing that uh, the marriage thing. You know that that kind of throws throws you off for a little bit. Uh, side note: you outkicked your coverage just like um, a lot of us do. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, out, out out kicked it. You know, funny enough though, Rob. After the wedding and after the honeymoon, we come back and uh, the father-in-law contracts COVID at some point, and so we have to quarantine both. Negative, of of course, luckily enough, but we have had to deal with the quarantining due to to COVID as well. So we are we are very familiar. But glad you've recovered and are back in the studio. Yeah, it is great to be back here. And let, let's talk about uh, your your big time job. Of course, you're the assistant general manager for the Lexington County Blowfish, and you guys um last what was it last week? You got the approval where you could have fans play in the or have fans in the stands four games. Tell us a little bit about that process and uh, what you guys did to uh, to make that go. Well, what I what I will say is obviously the governor's uh, miscategorization on the on the day of opening day, about an hour before hour and a half before gates opened, was a bit of a whirlwind and definitely plunged us into an area we didn't expect to be in, and there was a lot of uh, confusion. And it was it was unfortunate that that happened. So we were without fans for uh, the first two weekends of the season, but. Uh, we've we presented our our case to the Lexington County Council, and uh, the County Council uh, issued a resolution designating us as an amateur youth sports team that plays on a county recreational facility field, uh, allowing us to have fans based on the governor's uh, executive order, where that stated that we could, under those guidelines, play with or without spectators. So that's how that was able to be resolved. We're we're happy to have fans back in the stands and able to show as we talked I think we talked a couple months ago Rob about the different safety measures we've had to put in place to have fans here safely and to allow them to experience the ball games in a safe manner and we're able to act that out now and fans are seeing it and um local media are as well I know uh, a couple folks from different outlets have have done some reports on what they've seen here and and I th- I think we're laying the groundwork for how people can enjoy sports safely um while also making sure they're taking care of themselves and taking care of others with this whole pandemic that's still going on and is still very, very relevant. So tell us about some of the uh, what you expect from fans when they come to a Lexington Blowfish game. Right. So we, we expect them, obviously, number one, to understand that we have to ensure the safety of them, of them 
the fans around them, our staff, and most certainly our players as well. Uh, so when you come out to the ballpark, if you already have your ticket, that's great. Um, we are doing our best to make sure that those are contactless tickets. If you can get them on your phone, you can order tickets online. So that's just very simple to get them to your phone. But if you have a, if you have a normal ticket, that's fine. There is no exchange of tickets. We have a scanner or we have scanners that allow us to be well away from you. And we just scan your ticket uh, without even touching it. So there's no issue there. You will be temperature scanned before you come into the ballpark. We, we temperature scan every single fan, employee, intern, we, we temperature scan every single player for us, every single player that's for the visiting team. And then when you come into the ballpark, we're encouraging folks to wear their masks. Obviously, uh, we're, we can't mandate it. Um, we're, we're choosing not to. We're highly encouraging it. And actually, fans are wearing their masks at the stadium. As long as, you know, when you're eating or drinking, you can take it off. But most people are, are abiding by that. And we have set up areas for social distancing in the ballpark. We have cut out over over two-thirds of our seating. Uh, we're only opening up a third of our seating, which is about 800 seats total throughout the entire ballpark, when we normally can seat up to 2,400. So uh, that, that's allowing for great social distancing. It's allowing for folks to be within their family unit or with those they traveled with uh, to the ballpark to where they can enjoy the enjoy the night without having someone right up next to them and be wondering, is this person sick or anything of that sort? Um, we have sneeze guards on our concession windows that allow for folks to have that distancing. There's no breathing on each other as you're trying to shout in your order for the concession stand. And we're keeping a good job on our concourse, our ushers and, and our staff like myself are just making sure that people, there are signs out, maintain your distance, maintain social distancing. And fans are doing a good job of that because they understand, hey, if we want to enjoy the game, we need to abide by these safety practices that the Blowfish had to institute uh, to open and to make sure they open safely. So fans are doing a good job of, of um, following the guidelines that, that we put forth because the CDC and DHEC are, are suggesting them. I did get a question from, uh, from someone. Uh, that would be a, a, a Miss Sanders, <laughs> as in my wife, wanting to know, <laughs> how do you um, set it up where you know families can sit together, but... You Correct. could have people that are saying, "Oh, we're all family." I mean, how, how do you how do you scan that? I mean, that has to be kind of a logistical nightmare for uh for what you guys are trying to to do out there, right? Seating seating can get difficult in that, and I think that's something, Rob, that that's going to be a really big deal come you know if if college football wants to get going. For us, we've done a really good job in terms of making sure, and we actually haven't ran into the problem of people saying they're family and they're not. There's really no way of determining that necessarily unless we just do ID checks. Uh, but typically at the ballpark, it's mostly family units. Now, if friend groups want to come out and they're driving in the same car, uh, that's, you know, you're, you're together. Um, so, but we, we do have seating that's already blocked off. We already have blocks of four, uh, then socially distanced down the row to a block of two, socially distanced down to a block of four. So we have had situations where friend groups have come in, and we know they're not related. They've said, hey, we're calling ahead. We're not related. What do we do? And we set them up in a row, socially distanced. So we're doing the best we can with that. It is it, Trying to social distance a ballpark is a challenge, and I think we've done a very good job of making sure that families are together, but also that we're keeping uh, them separate from other folks. And again, just making sure that everyone feels comfortable and safe in the ballpark. We haven't had an issue as of yet, with folks, you know, coming up and saying, "Hey, this group is sitting really close to me," or anything like that, because we actually have roped off the seats. You are, you cannot sit there 
and we know where those seats are. So if someone's, uh, you know, not adhering to the guidelines, we can go over there and tell them, you know, these seats are actually blocked off for a specific purpose. So um, that is a that is an issue that, you know, you can't really check unless you check the IDs. Uh, but we haven't had people try to bend the rules and bend the system in that way yet. They've, folks have been great about abiding by the system and just understanding that if we if we mess this up, we mess it up for a bunch of people who are just trying to get out and experience some sense of normalcy for a couple of hours. It is interesting, though, the way that you guys have done it. And, and, and I hate to use this term, but you're almost like uh, the biggest test group. To, just to see mm-hmm. if this this um, your setup can actually work. Uh, how have been the crowds that have come out? Have you guys been close to the max number that you want? Um, you know, and, and max number we would love to get. We would love to get the full eight hundred in here. Um, we've seen we've seen our crowds have, have varied. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into it. As, as you know, Rob, there's um, folks who have already had vacation plans, or there are folks that, you know. I don't want to go out on a Wednesday night because I work on Thursday morning. So we did see a gradual increase in our crowd throughout the weekend from Wednesday to Saturday. We had a four-game homestand. And now that we've gotten one week under our belts, we're kicking it back off tomorrow with Wind Down Wednesdays presented by WVOC and then Thirsty Thursdays presented by WCOS on Thursday. Uh, on Friday, you can re- enter to win a free wooden, uh, enter to win an official blowfish wooden bat that has never been used. Um, and then on Saturday, folks can come out and register for a chance to win an um, uh, Ronald Acuna youth jersey. So we're, we're we're kicking back into those things, and we feel that as the season goes, we're going to see that number continue to climb and get closer and closer to what our now capacity is for the 2020 season. Again, we would love to have that many, all the while understanding that we just want people to be to feel comfortable coming out to the ballpark. So the people who have come out have said that you know it's been a been a remarkable experience for them, and they can see the strides that we're taking. It is interesting um, what you guys have put together. Uh, let's talk about the team on the field. First of all, tell us some of the things you're doing to keep the players safe. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about the spectators, but is it a completely different setup than what you guys have normally done uh, as far as how you guys are working with the players? It, it is. Uh, players are temperature checked, as I said, every day before they come into the locker room. We've actually taken both locker rooms. We have a, we have a visitor in a home. But our team is now spaced out to both um, to allow for adequate social distancing in the locker rooms. Uh, we social distance them in in the in the dugouts, in the bullpen, um, down the line toward the bullpen, on the outside of the gate. Even uh, we're doing everything we can to make sure they're as spread apart as possible. Any players who are not participating in the game, it is a league mandate that those players wear masks. So we are trying to keep them as, as socially distant as possible. And and when it comes to that, they were tested before they got here. So and, and we're temperature scanning them and making sure that those symptoms aren't appearing. And masks are required when in the locker room and when in the dugout when you're not playing or in the bullpen when you're not up and throwing. So we're doing everything we can to protect the players. And I know I spoke to Brady Allen and, and he's mentioned this before in some interviews where he said the players themselves are taking it extremely seriously on top of what we're what we're requiring they're also going the extra mile for themselves to make sure that they keep themselves healthy, keep each other healthy to keep the season going. And, and so that's a really positive sign. The players understand how important it is that they maintain that distance and they uh, do the right things, certainly outside of the walls as well. All right, let's talk about actually the team on the field. It is a, you guys are playing some pretty good baseball. I mean, 
I noticed that, uh, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong on this, we don't have all of the regular teams that we would normally have in the Coastal Plain League. I know, I think it's the, what is it, the Savannah team is out. and but uh, Savannah, you guys are Savannah playing, is in. Oh, Savannah's in, I'm sorry. Savannah, Savannah's in, Macon's in, and we're in. Yeah. So that's the three teams that have they've created the Southern Summer Ball Classic. So we only play Savannah, Macon, a team from North Carolina called the Catawba Valley Stars, and then locally we play the Bomb Island Bombers and the Lake Murray Purple Martins. So our, our season doesn't have the variety of teams that we play against, but we are playing some high-caliber opponents uh, when it comes to Savannah and Macon and certainly the Purple Martins and the Bombers as well. How did you guys get uh, get the team of the Bombers and the Purple Martins together? Did, were these just um, players that, that came and wanted to be a member of of the Blowfish and they kind of you just kind of evened it out or where did you come up with those players for those two teams so th- those players are made up our former our former blowfish head coach from 2013 to 2017 jonathan johnson is now the head coach over at columbia international university uh leading their baseball program and he had a has a developmental camp this summer and he had oh my gosh 50 to 60 college baseball players who wanted to come and get better in the summer because their seasons were cut short. So he just took the players in his camp. We divided them into two teams, and they're the Bombers, and they're the Purple Martins, and jerseys, logos, caps, and we're ready to go. So that's how the Bombers and the Purple Martins came to be. Pretty phenomenal story considering Jonathan's connection to us as a former head coach and um, his connection with our now head coach, Matt Pageant through Ben Lippin. And it, it was just a very interesting summer, how it all came to fruition. And fans are loving the new jerseys and, and obviously the return of Bomber Ball uh, to the Midlands. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, of course, the uh, the Blowfish are playing some really good baseball. I mean, you've got a good set of, of talent there, of course, with uh, – Guys from South Carolina, Clemson. I mean, you've got some some really good talent that uh, we're going to see later on, on on the college front. But tell us a little bit about this year's team and uh, some of the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, playing really well, you know. I don't I don't get to go on the road with them now that I'm that I'm in more in the management role. Um, but team's looking really good on the field. There's a lot of pop in the bat. Uh, certainly, with when you have guys like Brady Allen and Wes Clark and. Brennan Malone from the university, all from South Carolina, who can anytime they step up to the plate, even with a wooden bat, they could they could take it yard. Uh, you look at guys from Michigan State like Zachary Iverson or LaSalle and Jack Cuchinota, who's who's been who's been impressive. Local talent, Josh Center, played at River Bluff, is now at North Greenville, Ward Hacklin, who was at Dutch Fork and now playing at Newberry, or Jared Curvin, who was at Lexington and now at College of Charleston. The very solid roster from top to bottom. Matt McDermott from William and Mary has made a couple highlight plays in the field at the shortstop position. The team really doesn't have any weaknesses. It's just from night to night, what's the matchup looking like on the mound? Um, obviously, this team has some good starting pitching, whether it be uh, Paul Abriola or Mac Anglin from Clemson or Brett Carey from the University of South Carolina, amongst others. Uh, the team just overall is a solid group. You can you can tell the two weeks leading up to the season really galvanized this team and, 
And in the thick of it, with only three teams to play against, you got a chance to go to a championship, a winner-take-all on August 16th. And the team is certainly uh, putting themselves in the position to do that, uh, heading down the stretch here over the last couple weeks of the season. Well, before I get you out of here, of course, you host the fifth quarter postgame show on WVOC. I want to talk a little bit of football, but before we get to that, how excited are you to see the Atlanta Braves uh, trotting out onto the field um, this week? It's going to be, uh, I'm oh. so jacked for Braves baseball, and I think oh folks gosh. are a little upset about, well, there's no crowd noise, there's no fans. You know what? I'm at the point of, I don't care. I think it's just going to be awesome to see some uh, Major League Baseball. A little late, but hey, they're getting started. Hey, they're getting started. It's a 60-game sprint. We'll see what you got, you know. And I like the idea of only playing the NL East and the AL East. I think that's pretty cool. I don't have to worry about those uh, 10-10 first pitches from San Diego. Um, But, yeah, that'll definitely – we have a game on Thursday and Friday, but certainly my TV on the desk will be tuned to – be tuned to Fox Sports as uh, as the Braves get started. Hopefully, hopefully we can we can get a shortened season World Series. That'd be that'd be something nice. But it, it'll just be good to have baseball back on the Major League Baseball back on the screen. Uh, back to the college front, of course. Uh, the SEC commissioner came out and and, and said they're going to basically make their decision about what they're going to do towards the end of July. I think that's a carbon copy of pretty much what everybody else is going to do. Uh, the first the first question I want to ask, and the, I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later here on the rundown, is that they're, they're talking about just having just conference games, just league games. Do you think we're going to have the annual Palmetto uh, rivalry game? Do you think that they will have an exception where games like that and Georgia and Georgia Tech and you know just different games across the uh, rivalry games that really mean a lot to folks, uh, do you think that's going to happen? Well, common sense would say that makes more sense than South Carolina traveling to Arkansas, right? I mean, it, when you talk about just having conference games, that, that was immediately first thought. Well, South Carolina, not a far drive up to Clemson, and Georgia's you, you're literally going over to Atlanta. Um, I hope they keep them. Um, I, I think it's good for obviously it's good for the, the state, and depending on depending on how tickets work and how capacities are going to work, it's good for the bottom line. Uh, for these universities and certainly for the states they're in, I hope it stays. I, you know, I like seeing Florida, Florida State. I like seeing Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Carolina, Clemson, and and, and things of that sort. So I hope they keep it. Uh, but either way, I just think we need to come up with a plan to have college football um, that's safe uh, to do so. And if that means that Carolina and Clemson don't play this year, then then so be it. Certainly, Carolina fans can have to don't have to worry about putting that loss on the uh, on the schedule. You know, at the beginning of August. So. We'll see. Um, I, I think the SEC, though, will probably go with a uh, conference-only schedule, and, and I think that would mean the, the delay for at least one year of another Carolina-Clemson football game. Uh, I, I don't know what exactly is going to happen. I feel bad for, uh, for teams like South Carolina State, who they've already had the curtains put on their season, and, uh, you know, and several other teams, the Ivy League and, and things like that. If we got to a point where there would be spring football, um, is that something that you, you think would go off a little bit better because we might know a little bit more? I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Um, I mean, I understand people want it in the fall because that's the way it's always been done. I get it. Um, but at the end of the day, if there's, if there's a way we know more heading into the spring, um, then I'm all for it. Now, again, you're talking about a different level. You're talking about changing – I mean, how does that change the whole calendar of your of your of your season and of your year? Does it change the recruiting deadlines? Does it change dead periods? Does it? 
it obviously has to change your spring practice. And then are you accelerated trying to get back for the fall? I mean, do you play again in the fall? Or if you play in the spring, do you tell people who are three years removed, like a Trevor Lawrence, hey, you know, you don't have – you sit out this year and just go into the draft in a couple of months. Like, I think there's a lot more unknowns if it changes to the spring that I think they're really going to have to work out and have a very detailed plan before they announce college football is heading to the spring. The one thing that, that is interesting on that front, yes, you, you put them in the spring – and that that may help you on the coronavirus front. But let's say you start your games in January, you wrap up by May. Summer practice gets underway, uh, you know, right there in, in August. I mean, you don't really give yep. the body a lot of time to recover. And you could theoretically have two national championship games in a span of a six-month period. That is the, right. the time crunch on that. And that, that's if everything goes back to uh, the old normal. Uh, that that to me is something I, I think we have to look at as well. But yeah, I, I, man, this is it's one of the toughest things that that is out there, and, and it's what a lot of folks have asked me and uh, folks that have uh, sent me messages about on Twitter. What do I think about the football season? And I tell them I think the same thing you do, man. I have really no no real feel about it yet. I mean, right now you and I should be talking about how the, the Gamecock defense is going to be built on the secondary with J.C. Horn and, uh, and Okwamu and things like that. That's what we should be talking about. But we're talking right. about social distancing and, hey, are they just going to play conference games? But overall, this is just an absolute mess. That's, a, that's the only term it that is, I can really use. And no one and, – and no I don't know of anyone who really has an answer, Rob. I don't think – you know, I understand people want to ask us what what we think, and we appreciate them thinking that we that we that we matter, and that our opinions are are really really high up there. But at the end of the day, you're right; we don't know, and I don't think we will know for another month. And then, oh, either way, you can't really argue that it's the wrong decision because you still don't know. So, hopefully, we uh, hopefully we just get football. I don't care if it's in the fall or the spring. I think it's just it's too important um, that we if we do it safely. We need we need outlets like that psychologically for the for the psychological health of people. You have to have outlets. You have to have things to get your mind off the situations that are going on. I, I was telling the wife the other day. I can't remember the last time a day went by that I didn't mention the word coronavirus. And it's just like that's four or five months now. So uh, we just need outlets, and hopefully uh, the brain trust that is college football um, and the commissioners of the conferences can come to a come to a good decision that everyone is okay with. Well, speaking of outlets, I we should talk about the big outlet. Of course, that is Lexington County Blowfish. Wind down Wednesdays tomorrow, right? Courtesy of uh, WVOC, our sister station across the hall. That's right. $2 wine slushies from 6 to 8 p.m. Playing the Savannah Bananas tomorrow night. So you're going to see a lot of talent on the field. The last time the Bananas were here, I was actually on the call for that game, and the Blowfish walked it off on a Brady Allen single scoring two runs in the bottom of the 10th to win. So it should be a fantastic game on the field, a lot of fun in the concourse area too with the uh, the, the uh, specially priced wine slushes. And then Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, uh, presented by WCOS, $2 buds from 6 to 8 p.m. And if folks want tickets, they can simply go to goblowfish.com and click on the buy tickets tab. It's easy to do. Uh, GA tickets are $6. Reserved seats are $9. So it's a, it's a family-friendly, affordable atmosphere, and you are safe when you come to the ballpark, and we're doing our best to maintain that throughout the evenings. All right, man. Once again, Justin Hall, um, my, my, one of my buddies, and, of course, works on the fifth quarter postgame show 
on uh, News Radio 560 WVOC, 103.5 FM. Uh, when you come over this fall, if, if all the, uh, the nuggets align like they're supposed to, we get to listen to you in stereo. You'll sound better in both channels, I'm sure. Oh, I, listen, I listen to VOC on the way over, and if it sounds anything close to Gary and Toph, I'll be doing okay. Looking let's, forward let's, to it. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Nobody sounds as good as Gary does. Gary did Not the A-team all. trailer, for goodness sakes. Nobody sounds as good as Gary does, but uh, you will sound better in all. stereo. You're right about that. All right, well, That's once true. again, the next time I bring you on, I want to talk actual – we're going to talk actual South Carolina football the next time that I have you on, and we'll – We'll actually preview what the Gamecocks are going to do a little bit. We'll, the next time you join us on the show, we're, we're going to have a coronavirus-free edition of the show and just talk football. And uh, we'll go back and, and into, the, into the time machine and just uh, do what we normally do here on the rundown and talk, uh, talk football. But, hey, man, thanks for joining us. As always, Justin B. Hall on Twitter. It's uh, great to have you with us on the rundown. All right. Thanks, Rob. See you soon. All right. Justin Hall joining us on the, uh, on the show today. Uh, great stuff there. We come back. I've got an interview that I uh, I put together with a, a gentleman that put together a theory. He's a college football uh, analyst, like a stats analyst, and he put together a theory of um, super conferences, four 16-team super conferences. So that interview with Colum Umaga, Umaga, I can't remember. I'm thinking the wrestler, like that guy. But uh, that interview with Kyle is coming up when we come back. More of the rundown in just a moment. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.